Good morning, God's wonderful people. A blessed morning, another morning to give God thanks and to praise His name, to make His praise glorious. We give God thanks every day because He's the God who never fails. He's the God who never fails us, never stand aside from us. He always stands with us. He always lifts us up and carries us through every storm and every obstacle. We give Him thanks this morning. Today we continue our study on Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 to verse 20. And today we continue our assessment and our analysis of the Hebrew word for prayer. And we are looking at that statement Paul makes in verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. When you know the true power of your weapon... You use it with authority and confidence. It's like a samurai warrior who in battle delivers the final blow to the enemy without looking back, sheath his sword and walks away. That's confidence. Confidence in your weapon knowing that that blow that you, you, you deliver has done its job. You don't have to look back to see what's, what happened to him. So that samurai warrior just sheath his sword and walks away knowing that the job is done. Or take, for example, a Komodo dragon who bites a buffalo on its leg. The buffalo runs off, but the Komodo dragon just strolls behind, keeping track of the buffalo. Within days, the buffalo can no longer walk and just lays there, not dead, but unable to walk or run. Now the Komodo and his friends catch up and have their meal. The Komodo dragon knows the power of its venom, and so once it bites, it doesn't chase down its prey. It just continues its daily activities until it's time. When the time comes, it literally just locates its prey and have his meal. That's confidence in your weapon. In the same way, friends, we must know the power of our weapons so that we can, with authority and confidence, wield them. So that we can, with confidence and with authority, deliver the crushing blow to the enemy and his forces. Prayer is one of our most powerful weapons. When we understand its true power, then we'll pray with greater confidence and authority. Let us continue our analysis of the Hebrew word for prayer to garner some more truth concerning prayer. Yesterday we looked at the word palel, and that word palel is the word translated prayer in the passage First, its first use is in the passage in Genesis chapter 20 and verse 7. In that passage, we see where God was speaking to Abimelech. And he was saying to him, let the prophet pray for you. He was telling him to let Abraham pray for him so that no harm would come to him, having taken Abraham's wife to become his wife. And so God was saying to him, let the prophet pray for you. So God was in essence telling him that the prophet Abraham, he, let him pray for you. Because in other words, God was saying, he has a covenant with me. So let him pray for you. The very root of this word is the word palel. We have already looked at what these word mean, these letters that make up the word mean. And so I will not do this today going through that. But I've shown you one form of this word as it is used and what the letters mean. The, the very root of this word that's translated prayer and the one that most time refers to prayer to God is that word palel. 
there are other words translated prayer in the Bible, and you'll find up to, I think, 11 of them that you'll find there in Scripture, um, in the Hebrew Scripture, the words that are translated prayer. And several of them do not really refer to prayer to God. Some of them literally refer to someone begging someone to do something. For example, the, the phrase you'll find in Scripture is, I pray you, or I beseech you. Right? So these words are not necessarily referring to prayer to God. So the word palel is the one that most dominantly would refer to God, praying to God. And this word palel, we want to look at it today and assess it to see if we can understand more what this word means. But today, as, as we always do, we are going to assess it based on its gematria. So the word palel is made up of two letters. It's pe, lamed, and there's a second lamed. So it's two letters, pe and lamed. So it's Palel. So this word, it's gematria. The gematria for pay is 80. The gematria for lamed is 30. So it's 80, 30, and 30, which gives a total of 140 for the word palel. 140. Now, there might not be no significance to someone looking at this number, but let's continue from here to see if we can see the significance of this number in relation to this word palel that's translated per. And as we assess the gematria, we discover a few things about per. And assessing the gematria, the first thing we discover about per is that per is a product of relationship with God. We saw that when we looked at the letters, that the very first letter of that word, the yud and the tav, give direction and points to having a covenant with God and a relationship with God. Now we're looking at the root word, which is palel. We see this coming out in the gematria for this word. That per is a product of relationship with God. The gematria for the first letter, palel, is 80, as we said. It is the 17th letter of the Aleph Bet. Now that's what we call the alphabet in Hebrew, Aleph Bet. So we see here that it's the 17th letter of the Aleph Bet. What does that signify? So 17 symbolizes unity with God, loyalty, and the ability to withstand hard times. So here we have in the first letter of Palel that concept and idea of unity with God. So prayer begins with unity with God. It begins in a relationship with God, and you must have unity with God for you to pray. If that was not the case, where this word first appears in Genesis, in the story of Abimelech and Abraham, when God was speaking to Abimelech, he could have said to Abimelech, pray that I won't do you anything. But he says, let the prophet pray. Because God was initially, was in essence saying to him, I have a covenant. That prophet has a covenant with me. So he can pray for you and that prayer will get me to act because we have a covenant together. So we know that prayer is a product of a relationship with God. It's a product of relationship with God. Secondly, we see that prayer is the means by which we change our world. If you look at 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4, in that passage, we'll see a declaration made by Paul the Apostle concerning prayer. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4, the he says, the weapons are for warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. We here must understand, friends, 
that when Paul says that our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold, he's in essence saying to us that we can change our world. But the weapons we use in this warfare is not carnal. And he says, they are mighty. They are mighty through God. They get their might through God. In other words, this might comes out of a relationship with God. But he's telling us that prayer is a means by which we change our world. The number 17 also symbolized the power to go through obstacles and to vanquish foes and to win over the rebellious. That number 17 is giving us that idea. That it symbolized going through obstacles, vanquishing foes, and winning over the rebellious. The number 17 also is a prime number. And it's the seventh prime number. Therefore, it partakes of the magn- and magnifies the significance of the number seven. We already know that seven is a number for spiritual perfection. It's a very significant number. It points directly to God. It's the order of God. It's God, divine order. It's his order. It points to God. Seven is a number of completion. It's a completion of a cycle, the perfection of a cycle. It speaks of spiritual um, perfection. And so therefore, we know that the number 17 partakes of the significance of seven. So 17 in essence is, is a number that is going to magnify the essence of seven, spiritual perfection. Also, the sum of, of 17, the 17 is a sum of two perfect numbers, right? So 17 is the sum of two perfect numbers. These perfect numbers are 7 and 10. Because 7 is spiritual perfection and 10 is ordinal perfection. So there are two perfect numbers. And they give significance to these two concepts, spiritual perfection and ordinal perfection. So 17, therefore, denotes the perfection of spiritual order. Now, in other words... It is saying to us that prayer is a means by which we bring the spiritual order, the divine order to earth, spiritual order to earth. It is where we are able to bring spiritual order to things. Because here 17 is signifying to us that if you want to bring spiritual order to any situation, to any circumstance, to any life, prayer is the means by which you do that. That's what the 17 is pointing out to us. Now let's turn our attention to the next thing that this gematria tells us about prayer. It also tells us that prayer is the means by which God's authority and power is manifested. Prayer is the means by which God's authority and power is manifested and exercised. Here we see in this word, palel, the second letter, lamed. Lamed is the twelfth letter of the Aleph bait. Its gematria is 30. Now, 12 symbolizes God's authority and perfection and power. So it symbolizes God's authority, his perfection, and his power. It is one of the most symbolic numbers as it is a direct sign of God's authority and governing. So here we see that in prayer, we find God's authority, perfection, and power right there smack in the middle. So prayer is the means by which God's authority, perfection, and power can be accessed and exercised and manifested. 12 is also a perfect number because it symbolizes governmental perfection. Now, I take you back to Christ in Matthew, where he says in chapter 6, where he's telling his disciples how to pray. And part of his prayer says, you must pray 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is God's perfect will. This is what God wants. This is the means by which we are now going to bring heaven to earth. This is the means by which we're going to bring God's kingdom to earth through prayer. And that's what he's telling his disciples. Through prayer, you are going to bring God's kingdom to earth because prayer is a means by which we access God's authority and his power and make it manifest. So if we want God's authority and power to be made manifest on earth, we ought to pray. Because again, we saw through the definition of these letters that the statement these letters make is that it is power through covenant to command change with authority. That's what the word says. So here we see coming out in the gematria as well that prayer is a means by which we can access God's power, his authority, and make it manifest in this earth. God's governmental perfection can come to this earth, but it only is going to happen through prayer. It is through prayer that we are going to bring heaven to earth. It is through prayer that we are going to bring God's own order to earth and to this earth, this globe. Because this world will not know what true government is until they come to see the governmental order of God. And that's going to happen when the people of God begins to pray. That is how we change our world. That is how we get our world to become the colony of heaven. Also, friends, we see here that prayer is a means by which we bring spiritual order to reality. That is a means by which we bring spiritual order to reality. The chaos of our world. The, the confusion of our society. We can bring spiritual order to all this through prayer. Twelve is the product of three and four. In other words, twelve is a combination through multiplicity of three and four. Three is a number for divine perfection. It's also a perfect number. And four is a number for material completion. All, it refers to all things material. It refers to creation. It's a number of creation. And so therefore, 12 is where these two find unity. These two come together. And so we, we must understand therefore then that in 12 we have the product of divine order and the material world. It is where divine order is brought to the material world. In other words, it is the way that the divine order is brought to the material, to creation, to the material world. Again, reinforcing the point to us, friends, that prayer is a means by which we are going to bring God's divine order to this world. Here's my message to you, friends. Take time out to pray. Because it is to prayer that we're going to bring God's authority and power to this earth. It is how we're going to access his authority. It is how we're going to command change in our world. We have seen here, friends, that prayer is the product of a relationship with God. We have seen that prayer is the means by which we change our world. We have seen that prayer is the means by which God's authority and power is manifested and exercised. We have seen that prayer is a means by which we bring spiritual order to reality. Today, I implore you to make that decision that I am going to become an agent of prayer. I'm going to employ this in my life because I want to see the change in my life. I want to see the change in my family. I want to see the change in my community. I want to see the change in my country because I want to see heaven come to this earth. Is that your prayer to be? 
Is that what you want to achieve? Do you want to see God manifested in this world? That is going to happen through prayer. When you decide to stand your ground, to know the power of the weapon you have called prayer, and with confidence and authority to use it against the enemy, to use it to change your surroundings, to change your society, and change your world. This is the power you have in your hand. Use it today. Use it for God's glory and use it with confidence and authority because prayer is you standing in a covenant with God, commanding change in your surrounding and your society with authority. Use it, friends, and make sure that you declare your God and His power in this earth. Show it forth and be that voice for God in this world. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, O God, for your goodness, for your love, for your mercies. It is new every morning. We declare great is your faithfulness. Today, Father, we thank you, O God, that you have chosen to use us as your instrument in this earth. May our hearts burn with a deep desire, O God, to become a part of that change you, you, are, you are working to bring about in this world. May we, Father, rise to your call to stand as your instrument in this earth and to pray to bring you to earth and to bring this earth to the submission of your kingdom. Lord, we pray today that our lives will consistently bring you glory and bring you praise as we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, all my friends, and do remember, God loves you, and I do too.